All right, we are here with our third podcast featuring me, Zion. And me. <laughs> and Mark. All right, Mark. So, let's start with uh, two questions. You know, to kick it off. Hmm. Why is it important that Shredder is revealed to be Aragorn? Aragorn. So, Strider is revealed to be Aragorn, and that's important because Aragorn's dad was the one to cut off the ring of Sauron. And Sauron knows of Aragorn's name, and similar to how, like, Bilbo and the rest of them are being tracked, you know, Sauron doesn't really like the guy who took the most powerful force that he had ever held on to. So Sauron is going to make sure, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just make sure this guy doesn't mess with me again by killing, you know, any type of kid that he has, any type of family that he has, because they're obviously very powerful. And it's, it's important that Strider is revealed to be Aragorn because, you know, Aragorn can't be really be called Aragorn. He has to be called by something else because Sauron is going to send his forces after him if he's, you know, knows that the son of his killer is being left and walking around, you know, every single day. Huh. Uh, another question I had was... Sure. I feel like the trip to Mordor is like a metaphor about how like you know in everybody's everybody's life they have to go on a journey you know a very difficult one and find out who they are and face many different obstacles so it's kind of like you know similar to how like we're going to college soon and our lives are really going to start and after that, like, the the trip to Mortar is, like, a metaphor for, you know, facing those really tough challenges and getting out of that bubble that you really thought that you were in and going into the real world. Um, one last question was, why does a poster wait so long to take their trip? You think? I feel like it's because, you know... Our characters are so used to being in the Shire, which is their own little bubble. And they really, you know, they're kind of hesitant to just leave all of it behind and go on this brand new adventure with this brand new duty that they don't even know a whole lot about. But they're just obligated to do so because they were in that position. And it kind of shows how it's like, you know... Although it is Frodo, which is Bilbo's nephew, it honestly could have been anyone. And anyone is forced and obligated to do this journey because if they don't, then Sauron would get control of the ring and, you know, just reign chaos and havoc amongst all of Middle-earth and Mordor. Why don't you give us a short summary of the rest of the book? So... Essentially, uh, after Frodo was stabbed, he uh, awakens a few days later in a bed in Rivendell. 
which is similar to that. Uh, it's it's like that town that Glorfindel was from, and he sees Gandalf, and this is I believe this is the first time that he's seen Gandalf in a long time, since uh, Bilbo's one hundred and eleventh birthday party, and he learns that the leader of Rivendell, who is named Elrond, has healed Frodo's wound. Frodo then proceeds to learn the origin story of the Black Riders that have been chasing him. And he actually finds his uncle Bilbo residing in Rivendell. He talks to Bilbo and, you know, they talk for a while until Frodo essentially just falls asleep talking to him. And the next day, Frodo is summoned to a council... And the council has many different races coming from all different types of lands. And it's basically where people come to see Elrond and seek advice from him in Rivendell. And Elrond is worried for the dwarves because the dwarf king Balin has not sent any kind of message for a very long time. And a messenger from Mordor came to offer the dwarves one of the rings in power in return for news on a certain hobbit named Baggins, which is obviously Frodo. Elrond shares a story of the origin of the rings, and later on a warrior speaks about a growing power in Mordor and an invasion on his homeland. The same warrior recalls a dream about a broken sword, something called Isildur's Bane, and a halfling. His dream soon comes to fruition as Strider stands up and reveals himself as Aragorn, a direct descendant of Isildur, and he is the keeper of the broken sword. Also, the halfling is revealed to be another name for a hobbit, and Azildur's bane is in his possession, which is the ring. Gandalf goes ahead and shares a story of how he tried to gather other wizards, find Sauron, and take him down, but he actually failed in their attempts as Sauron had already fled. Gandalf also adds that Sauron has learned of Bilbo and the Shire. The council then discussed what was to be done with the ring, as it was very dangerous and held much importance. An elf suggests that they go into Mordor to find the fire that was used to forge the ring, even if the trip will be difficult. The council decides Frodo be the one to find the fire in Mordor and take the ring there, and Sam insists to follow along. Before Frodo leaves, Elrond's Elrond sends out scouts to survey the whereabouts of the enemy, and Elrond sends out nine people in the Fellowship, ooh, name drop right there, containing Frodo, Gandalf, Sam, Merry, Pippin, Aragorn, and some elves and dwarves. Elrond's scouts return around two months later, and the group begins to set off. The group heads off south, and a few days later, they see a suspicious flock of black birds, and they try to take a shortcut across the Misty Mountains. 
Their path soon becomes a very dangerous thin pass along high cliffs, with snow falling stronger as they continue. Soon after, boulders start to fall and they have to stop. It is noted that the mountain has a reputation for evil. Gandalf decides the group should take a path beneath the mountains through the mines of Moria. The group fights off a feisty pack of wolves and barge towards the western door of Moria. As they open the door, Frodo is attacked by a tentacled creature from a lake, but they escape into the mines quickly. Gandalf leads the way through the mines, walking for hours upon hours, but then they reach a fork that stumps Gandalf. He chooses a path and they are all led to a hall with pillars and shiny walls, and Gandalf says he chose right. The next day, the group finds a tombstone of the late great Balin in a dimly lit room, and the group pays their regards with Gimli, who's the dwarf that they sent, casting his head in mourning. So, as the story developed, the themes obviously grew more apparent. So what do you think about the themes that revealed, like for lust for power, for example? So it is heavily shown that Sauron is influenced by power and power only through this portion of the text. This is greatly revealed through all of chapter 2 as the group decides on an option that will confuse Sauron the most. They decide on destroying the ring in the fiery pits of Mordor where it was forged as it is perceived unpredictable to Sauron, as he cannot think in a way of other people wanting to lose power. So it kind of confuses them, because it's like, oh, why would you destroy such a great source of power? What about the theme of light versus dark? So, the contrast between light and dark in this section is pretty broad. When the setting takes place in Elrond, the sun beams through, Bright flowers and nice vegetation are seen, and people wear bright dresses and clothes. In contrast, when they travel towards Mordor, it becomes very uncomfortable, cold, eerie, dark, wet, and scary. This takes place both on the mountain and especially in the mines of Moria. It's not as obvious, but it can still be perceived throughout the story as a main idea of the second book of the Fellowship of the Ring is overcoming the evil power of Sauron and eventually destroying the ring. The Fellowship's only goals are to destroy the ring and destroy Sauron, showing how good must prevail instead of them just using the ring for their own power and taking control and essentially, you know, like becoming a second version of Sauron. Well, that about wraps everything up. That does about wrap everything up. Thank you for joining me, Mark. No problem. Alrighty, I'm Zion, and we will see you on our fourth episode. Bye bye.